riveting edition of Under the Floorboards, where we laugh at the creatures that go bump of the night. I'm your host, John, joined as always by my beautiful co-host, Eric. Eric, how are you this week? Fucking fabulous, man. It's a beautiful day here in North Carolina. It is. It's cold as fuck, and we had snow yesterday morning. (laughs) In March. (laughs) That's okay. It was 80 degrees and sunny all through February. (laughs) Yes, so we need a decent amount to keep this week clean with how much fucking blood was spilled in. We're hopping on the bandwagon this week. Not gonna lie. Yeah, we're jumping into another Secret Cellar special. Clap it up, clap it up, clap it up. Say what's up, Grandma. Yeah, Grandma. This was, uh, actually it's funny because I saw a scary movie first growing up. Oh, shit. (laughs) So as it turns out, it's pretty much the same movie. But we watched Scream this week, the OG, the 1997, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, featuring... uh, 96. 96? Yep. It says 97. It says 96 right here, my guy. Are we on two different IMDb's? Nope. I don't God, know. God damn it. <laughs> Regard- Mid 90s Scream 1. <laughs> Plus or minus 5. We're in Scream mode. Yeah. Yeah. I know uh, we made the I made the suggestion today because Scream 6 comes out this week at mm-hmm. the point of us recording this. And uh, everyone's our, trying to dodge spoilers yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, we yeah. can make an episode that yeah. doesn't have spoilers. We felt like it would be appropriate to people who may be interested in seeing Scream 6 and mm-hmm. haven't get been interested uh, interested in the franchise in the first place, here you go. Or people that just haven't seen Scream in general. Yeah. Like, it's definitely a movie worth watching. Or maybe you just like Scream and <laughs> you want to hear us talk about it. It was the ghost face we found along the way. That's right, John. So, what's our itinerary for this? Because we have some fucking, like, heavy yep. hitters in this movie, especially, like, transcending through later movies like there were huge acts that came out of this movie i was gonna say if you saw a movie in the 2000s one of the actors in the every movie that you've seen in the (laughs) 2000s was in this movie right um so yeah 1996 or 7 this is a west craven flick uh, clocking in at one hour and 51 minutes, although the version that we watched was two <laughs> hours and 30 minutes long. And why was that, John? Because Pluto fucking sucks. If you have to choose between watching something on Pluto and watching something on Tubi, just wait for it to come off of Pluto and go on to Tubi. Because yep. the amount of fucking ads was ridiculous. 40 minutes of ads is ridiculous. That's what I'm saying. It's ridiculous. Like, and like, That's y- uncalled for. I don't care how broke y'all are or how free this is for us. Fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> Fuck you, Pluto. Tubi manages. Mm -hmm. And they had the same fucking movies. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. We have to pay for our rights. Tubi did it better. We stand Tubi here. But Tubi, kill the rabbit. Seriously. Yeah, we hate that rabbit. (laughs) Fuck that fucking rabbit. (laughs) Back to it here. We've got Nev fucking Campbell as Sidney Prescott. Uh, The final girl of final girls. Absolutely. The arch final girl. (laughs) The the arc de finale. (laughs) Courtney Cox as Gail Weathers, David Arquette as Deputy Dewey, Skeet Ulrich as Billy, Drew Barrymore as Casey, and we're going to go ahead and throw Matthew Lillard in there as well for his performance as Stu. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is not listed in the top 15 of the billing cast on IMDb, and somebody that's listening to this needs to go edit that right now. Dude, I don't think... Uh, is Rose McGowan? Rose McGowan. Yeah, I just sat down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Rose McGowan is Tatum as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and there, you know, like like we were talking about, there's a lot of subsequent films that got made with a lot of these characters mm-hmm. afterwards. Uh, most notably for me was Rose McGowan. Sure. Uh, that's my ride or die. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, like, I was telling Eric when we were watching this movie that, like, Planet Terror, I was sopping wet the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, like, put the fucking... Uh, 
uh, the carbine on her leg, mm. and I was just like, oh, God. I'm a victim of circumstance. <laughs> yeah. I, I, dude, I just learned on fucking... Were you going to make another point about... No, okay, no, no, okay. no, no. I could do that all day. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're, we're actually... I was going to get into first impressions. Sure. Well, what I was going to say is a fun fact I learned on IMDb is Sidney Prescott was originally supposed to be played by Molly Ringwald. <laughs> who declined the job offer because she didn't feel like playing a teenager as someone who was like 30. <laughs> John Nelson didn't mind. Right. <laughs> <coughs> ben Affleck was supposed to be Billy as well. That's disgusting. <laughs> Amazing, right? So thanks IMDb for that little tidbit. I enjoyed it. Okay, first impressions. This is my first time seeing this movie front to back. Um, this is one of those films that I oh, feel no, like... Oh, you can die now. We popped your virginity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can... Um, this is one of those movies that I feel like you can... This is no disrespect to uh, Wes Craven, but your movies are too fucking long. You can pick up the gist of this movie watching the 10 most important scenes from it on YouTube. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And that's what my first impression of it really mm-hmm. was, was just being introduced to the characters that way and the story and the mm-hmm. ideas and things like that that way. Um, but it's still a very good movie. Mm-hmm. It's just long. Yeah. And I, I think it's really interesting you say that because you look at movies like Terrifier 2 that's actually two hours and 20 minutes mm-hmm. long. But it, you don't feel it. Like, mm-hmm. it feels like a 90-minute movie. Yeah. Um, and this movie, just like, there were, there were so many scenes that just kind of dragged. Mm-hmm. Um, Felt I, inconsequential or unnecessary fluff or something. 100%. Yeah. I don't need to watch a kid walking through the park with his mom. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I don't need to see 12 different storefronts and say, hey, we're closed due to curfew. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> At 3 p.m. When I yeah, <laughs> we'll get into that. <laughs> Our economy's been ruined by Ghostface. Damn it, Biden! <laughs> it's just the like Ghostface on a bike and the the meme, and it's just like him falling off. Like, damn it, Biden! <laughs> uh, my first impression of this movie, like, I think I watched this. Uh, I watched this one at a pretty young age, so mm. I think it's a lot easier to watch movies like this when you're younger because, like. What's two hours to a child? Totally. You know what yeah. I mean? I think I saw this when I was in about fifth grade. It was one of those movies that I definitely snuck. Yeah. <laughs> and it's funny because they had like, they even make the joke about the obligatory boob scene mm-hmm. in the movie. And it's supposedly going to be Nev Campbell. And they kind of like play with that yeah. scene a little bit. No titties in this movie. Right. I was like, why is this movie even rated R? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's a good point to like kind of segue into what I wanted to talk about too. I feel like this movie does a good job of being like self-aware in the slasher realm and that kind of thing. Meta. But, but yeah, <laughs> but almost a little too on the nose for me. Mm-hmm. Just from a critical standpoint. I mean, it's one of those things where you're going, oh, yeah. I yeah. get it. You know what I mean? And they do that like 40 times in this movie. Yeah. And after a point, you're just like, okay. I got it. <laughs> I think, like, I'm definitely one to love Easter eggs. Mm-hmm. And I think part of it, too, is they're coming off of the 80s. Sure. And that's, I mean, they... Kind of I, the golden era. Yeah, they yeah. say Wes Carpenter at yeah. one point, <laughs> And, like, they're, they're just, like, playing with their food with it. Mm-hmm. I totally get that. And, like, I think part of it, too, is, like, you can't... You can't cross-reference it on the internet right. at the time. So I think that they were trying to get it so in your face mm-hmm. that even the people that aren't good at picking up Easter yeah. eggs could p- pick up something. In because movie. it's so close to satire. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah, It's like, and that's that's what my, 
I don't know. That's how it reads to me anyway. Is yeah. This is a very, like you said, meta movie. You know? Well, and that's why like somebody looked at that movie and they were like, I could make scary movie. Right. <laughs> All 12 of them. <laughs> I think they dropped more scary movies than they dropped Screams. Mm-hmm. <laughs> at least until recently. It might be tied up now. Because I think that like the people who made those finally stopped. Right. Because they were like, ugh. Yeah, people We've can, told all the jokes. Yeah, we can only talk about poop so many times yeah. before people stop giving a fuck. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> I will say, I will never stop laughing at the dude with the strong hand. That's the funniest fucking <laughs> bit, where he's like stirring the mashed potatoes and shit is so fucking funny to me. Um, Anyhow. My favorite's actually in 3, mm-hmm. uh, where uh, they're, they're making fun of signs, and I can never remember this uh, actor's mm-hmm. name, um, but he cocks the shovel outside and he fucking domes one of the aliens and he goes without their heads they're powerless <laughs> that comes like right after the michael jackson yeah, sequence yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah i know what you're talking about now, that yeah, was fucking yeah, meta. That was great. <laughs> of course i went and she's a girl <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we should do scary movie yeah <laughs> Oh no. It makes fun of itself. I know. It's, it, that is like the epitome of like an allegorical circle jerk. Yeah. It's yeah. just us making fun of fucking <laughs> parody movies. We have hit the climax, guys. <laughs> but, anyways, moving into this movie. Yeah. Right? Um, so, we have a lot of people's favorite opening scene mm-hmm. of all time. And actually, who is at the top of my IMDb cast. Yeah. Miss Drew Barrymore. Mm-hmm. I think this was Because we her... have two different IMDb's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this was her introductory film, wasn't Could it? Could be, yeah. Or is definitely one of them. I know she was a much younger actress. I, the idea with this, and we can play around with this concept a little bit later, but it was to give you the impression that this young up-and-coming actress who people mm-hmm. are aware of... Oh, E.T. You know E.T. was her first right. movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, is now, you know, making, a, like, not adult movies. That feels weird. But, like, you know, <laughs> R-rated movies and shit or like that. Or maybe a you porno. Know I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mark that, too. Yeah, so we get the phone ringing, right? This is mm-hmm. the um, kind of uh, conduit for how our killer ghost face operates, right? It begins with right. a phone call. What's your favorite scary movie? Yeah. Which, as it turns out, uh, Roger Jackson was the voice on the phone. Mm-hmm. They had a different, like, in the end of the movie, they literally show us the voice box that they were using to, right. like, to augment their voice. Yeah. But it was another dude the whole right. time. <laughs> Nev Campbell had a different female doing the augmented yeah. voice later on, too. Yeah. So it, it was funny that, like, we start off with a, what's your favorite scary movie, mm-hmm. you know? And there's, they... They hang up and pick up the phone like four fucking times in this scene. This is the epitome of what I was talking about at the beginning where this scene was... It's not that it was inconsequential. It just dragged Mm -hmm. so long. Like, we could have just skipped to the part where it's like, all right... Would you like to play a game? Right. (laughs) And that that may be like lending itself back to like what you were talking about, seeing this as a child. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you remember if you were more invested in this on your first watch? Because I feel like we're more sensitive to this because mm-hmm. we've seen that scene multiple times and that kind of thing. I'm not discounting yeah, sure, your point. Sure, I'm just sure. saying that um, I wonder if people were more like invested in it, glued to it. I think I was I was definitely at a point in my life where stuff like that I was waiting for the next moment. Like I would okay. I would have been more into like the fly at the time because it mm-hmm. almost feels anticipatory the I whole time. Say, right. Whereas like this 
you're just like waiting for him to reveal kind of, that he's a fucking murderer. You're kind of going, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Your popcorn's burning. <laughs> right. <laughs> now it's on fire. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Stop it! Yeah. I'll talk about the popcorn here in a second. Yeah. <laughs> I hate I hate bad kitchen etiquette. Um, and I'm not even the chef on this podcast. So. <laughs> um, what, but, what's funny about that, though, is they had the, um, the moment where... She's like, I have a boyfriend and he's going to kick your ass. Mm-hmm. But you just said you didn't have a boyfriend. Which, as it turns out, she did have a boyfriend. Because right. she had Steve, mm-hmm. who is on the football team, and he's going to kick your ass. Right. But he's big. He plays football. We definitely thought he was black. <laughs> <laughs> right. Speaking of anticipatory. <laughs> but then it was just like, I, I just like, I don't even know how to put it. Because like, we go from her just like screaming at this yeah. dude. Well, sorry, actually, the point that I was making, I'm going to edit that part out, but the point that I'm trying to make here is she told this guy that she didn't know on the phone that she was single, Mm -hmm. and I think that that's interesting, especially since her boyfriend was coming over. Mm -hmm. Because at first, like, the first time I watched this, I was like, oh, she doesn't, I mean, she doesn't have a boyfriend. She's just screaming on the phone because she doesn't want to get fucking murdered or whatever, you know? (laughs) It It was definitely a goofy exchange because, like, it, again felt inconsequential <laughs> it's it's just it's weird for you to give out information like that and granted it was the mid 90s i mean people sure. weren't as crazy <laughs> right the funny part was like i wish that anyone in this movie had thought to again you know we've talked about this on the cast before but there used to be a time where you had these ancient relics called landlines Mm -hmm. and the way they worked is if you had the phone off the hook people couldn't call Mm -hmm. you it was a technique yeah yeah (laughs) or just connect to dial up stop calling me okay (laughs) like you just turn your phone to the side right and there was a couple of exchanges where she was like i'm gonna call the police and he's like no you better fucking not she's like "Uh, uh, uh, i leave me alone i'm gonna call the police (laughs) don't you fucking call the police you know what i mean it was like just hang up the phone and call the police dude Horror tropes, but but we get into the popcorn, right? Right. Well, the most, I, the, <laughs> the popcorn moment is one that I'll talk about here in a minute. We got to progress a little bit through this before before sure, before, sure. before before I get on my popcorn tangent here. <laughs> do you, do you want to get to the full on murder and just go? Yeah, let's the popcorn. No, because the popcorn happens after the murder. Okay, the, well, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Is we'll go through the murder. <laughs> I feel like you said that backwards. I probably did. I, I don't, don't know. know. I've had tequila for breakfast. Cool. Like, <laughs> Steve fucking dies. <laughs> Four, four, kill Kill number one, one. kill number fucking one, and he's subsequently dead because, (laughs) and the funniest part is we've talked about this. He dies and he's subsequently (laughs) dead. (laughs) Because of something we've talked about on our Friday the 13th episode where it's like if you walk into a group of people and you say, who is the killer in Friday the 13th, they all say, Jason. Yep. Jason Voorhees. That's not mm-hmm. fucking correct. You're fucking wrong. <laughs> it I've was. seen the movie 20 times. You're still fucking wrong. <laughs> if you had seen the movie 20 times, you'd know that it was fucking... And he just starts sounding like the geek squad on the other side he of the phone. He starts sounding like us on the other <laughs> side of the phone. <laughs> well, you know, actually, it was, <laughs> right? it, it was Mama Voorhees the entire time. She was the actual killer. He didn't come in until the sequel. <laughs> Steve is dead now. <laughs> She turns the light back on, his intestines are just like hitting the fucking ground. Yeah, right. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's a little bit of a, uh, a scuffle, as it were. The next question is like, what door do you think I'm at? <laughs> Wrong. Jumps through the window. Right. He, he threw a chair. Yeah, through. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He got him with the chair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she gets stabbed. Um, at this point, I think it's just once. I don't know that it fucking matters or whatever. But they, they she makes her way outside. Mm-hmm. And she's kind of walking around the house. And Ghostface is chasing her and everything. She notices the car pulling. And mm-hmm. it's her parents are yeah, coming yeah. home and everything. Right. Coming um, home, coming the, home. So she finally, like, for kill number two, right? Kill number fucking two. Gets her uh, fucking throat cut, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Yeah. So it was one of the, this was actually, like, probably my favorite shot in the entire movie. Oh, yeah. It, well, I love background stuff. Like, mm. I love stuff that it's, like, it's not even that it was hidden. Like, it wasn't, like, a, an Easter egg kind of thing. It was just kind of, like, she goes around the corner and the camera focus is on... Uh, the parents going into the house and she just like pokes around and goes faces like Roar! Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> kill number two drew Barrymore okay parents enter the room realize that the or enter the house realize that the popcorn is on fire in the kitchen mom grabs it and puts it in the sink the sink does not have water in it, nor does she turn water in it. So this is still, she did turn the water on. She did. She okay. did. She did turn the water. That on. nullifies my entire point about the popcorn because I thought she just put the flaming popcorn in the sink and left it oh, on this fire. Is steel. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and that's what I was going to talk about. Don't burn your fucking popcorn. But if you do, don't eat it. Don't yeah. be that guy. And don't. More importantly. If you want to eat it, that's fine, actually. Don't serve it. Right. Don't serve burnt popcorn. Just fucking stop. It literally tastes like charcoal. I don't know why I'm trying to tie my shoe right now. Like, that matters. (laughs) I'm sitting down. Um, Yeah, so what was cool about this sequence, and I think this is the point that gets remarked upon the most about Scream, especially Mm -hmm. the first one, is it's the subversion of making you believe that Drew Barrymore is your final girl because mm-hmm. she is who she is at this point in time and everything right, in Hollywood. Right. And then killing her quickly, it she worked with Spielberg throws everybody off, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that that was always kind of like the selling point. I feel like of this movie what, was its subversive tactics with the storytelling and that, which is cool. It's also funnier knowing how self-referential this movie is. <laughs> you know, as we move forward, it like very much so like stops being. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think when Wes Craven was like conceptualizing this with uh, Williamson, I think one of the the big selling points was they wanted every horror movie trope, and mm-hmm. they wanted to turn certain things on its head, right? You know, and this was definitely part of that. You know, I, I actually listened to a, a interview with Williamson, and he was talking about the sex scene that we'll get into later in the movie between Nev Campbell and uh, Billy's character or uh, Skeet, Skeet. Ul- Skeet Ulrich. That sounds like a fucking D&D character. <laughs> I bet he's a bard. <laughs> Playing the skin flute. Oh, cool. You're a paladin. What's your name? Skeet Ulrich. No, it's not. <laughs> no, no, it's not. Uh, <laughs> Now, Skeeter Ulrich? 100% Paladin. <laughs> well, then it's just Skeeter from Doug. <laughs> um, but yeah, he was talking about how they wanted to be able to make it so that these tropes kind of transcended. But like again, mm-hmm. the sex scene was like, okay, we're going to have Nev Campbell have sex and she's still going to live. Right. You know? yeah, and yeah. it's like, 
I will say for me at that point in the movie that was kind of obvious that she was going to live because like absolutely because like you know we have Gail Weathers but she's not a final girl mm-hmm. she's a voyeur mm-hmm. of and actually that's actually probably the best way to put her is sure. she's literally just a voyeur of everything that happens in this fucking series yep quite frankly 100% perhaps uh, the camera is us <laughs> <laughs> Scream is not that deep. (laughs) Maybe not. So we meet Sydney Prescott, who we pointed out earlier is the final girl of Final Girls. Um, Mm -hmm. Nev Campbell, really, was this like her first big role, or did she? Yes, because I think this was before The Craft came out. Okay, Um, so and that was if you guys haven't seen The Craft, that is Chef's Kiss kiss of a witch movie. Fuck yeah. Um, Makes and practical magic look bad. There are the, <laughs> there are these moments of significance in movie where you realize that you're witnessing something. You know, what yeah. I mean? and like the introduction of Sidney Prescott will forever be like for mm-hmm. me will forever be that this is like you know what I mean. This is the moment. Right? Yes, it's kind of it's kind of like when we met young Anakin Skywalker in episode yeah. one or something like that. You know what I mean? Where it's like, oh, this is the guy for this whole series, oh, right? You know, Annie. <laughs> right? Um, that's a bad comparison, but you know what I'm saying? I mean, no, there's, there, there's really... iconic moments in the little moments, especially in horror. I feel like, you know, well, I think that's actually a really good comparison, uh, for two reasons. One, they talk about how, um, the whole series is a Sidney Prescott story, mm-hmm. you know, Maybe not with the new movie because they didn't want to shell out fucking money. But right. like in that same vein, uh, Sydney always and ultimately Star Wars. I mean, I'm not a big Star Wars fan, as some of you know, like I don't have any issues with it. But when I watch Star Wars, ultimately, to me, it's a Darth Vader story. Mm-hmm. Like beginning to end. Yep. If you count like one through three and then the rest of the story like that to me is a is a Darth Vader tale. I wholeheartedly agree. Yeah, because nobody yeah. gave a fuck about Luke. <laughs> yeah. I love Luke Skywalker. Like that's my I thing love is Mark like Luke, Luke Skywalker was the superhero I grew up with in my opinion, sure. you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? But um, my point is more so that like 7 8 and 9 did nothing for Star Wars that was positive <laughs> and that wasn't even like in the sense that they were bad movies. It was just like the story was conclusive in my opinion. Yeah. This felt like fan service slash cash grabby tech tactics or yeah, something yeah, like that. 100%. You know, it didn't advance anything. It didn't make you feel anything. So whatever. Um, <laughs> but we also meet Billy um, in mm-hmm. this sequence. He does his like nineties crawl through the window move and Very everything. Very 21 jump street. Johnny Very cl- <laughs> people who know uh, Clarissa explains it all knows what I'm talking about. Like, <laughs> like the, uh, the not boyfriend kind of boyfriend coming through the window. Um, yeah. So there's the exchange where we kind of meet our, our main like, cast members and everything mm-hmm. um and we cut back to school and like everybody has heard about drew barrymore's character whose mm-hmm. name is escaping me murderer and that you know what oh, i mean she yeah, was yeah. hanging from a tree yeah because <laughs> she was yeah because she was a member of this high school she was a mm-hmm. student and her boyfriend was were students at this mm-hmm. high school right so this is like the talk of the town and everything yeah. the news he was a five six here. football player <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> drew barrymore thought he was big <laughs> that <laughs> She was a white girl, so she everything was big to her. <laughs> she she had that demeanor. Y'all, y'all know what we're talking about. Yeah, I'm talking about. We have fun here. Y- yeah. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> dicks. We were talking about dicks. <laughs> I knew that was coming. And that yeah, <laughs> I wish she did, but <laughs> yeah. 
but um, Courtney Cox is wearing the fucking craziest neon yellow green suit I've ever Dude, seen in my it life. It was like she looked like a highlighter. Yeah, I couldn't <laughs> even see that it was Courtney Cox because I was being blinded. Yo, your suit's loud as fuck. Like, think if Crayola did a Hillary Clinton piece. You know what? I mean? <laughs> That's what we're working with here. They only do colors as food now, though. Like, you oh, like, they do. Yeah, you have like your mac and cheese, orange, and shit like that. Which really just looks like the fucking... Salmon! <laughs> Salmon! That was the other thing. You know, like, now, just to get into, like, how much Pluto sucks for a minute compared yeah. to, like... <laughs> cool. Because, like, in Tubi, you have, like, all of these, like, original commercials. And some of them are actually really fucking funny. Mm-hmm. This one would show the same four to five commercials yeah. every five minutes... And it was brutal to watch. Mm-hmm. It was fucking brutal mm-hmm. to watch. Again, I can't emphasize 40 plus minutes of ads <laughs> during this watch experience. I was thinking to myself, like, God, I just, like, I like this movie and I don't know if I love this movie. <laughs> to, like, keep, to keep on keeping on with this shit. <laughs> you gotta understand you're impacting viewing experiences for people who have never seen a classic. <laughs> you gotta take some accountability for that, right? Dude, that's you what, know I'm what I'm fucking saying. Bluto. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even Tubi's fucking commercial for itself is just better. Like, yeah. <laughs> everybody was watching the Super Bowl and looked for the fucking remote when that Tubi <laughs> ad came up. You know what I'm talking about? So many wives and kids got punched over that Tubi commercial. <laughs> Uh, so we we get to school and yeah. it's immediately like okay it's time for questioning mm-hmm. like the cops are here. Are, Let's we, find Sydney Prescott. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, her her mom got murdered last year. We should talk to Sydney first. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> everybody was apparently friends with Drew Barrymore or Casey, I guess. Casey, that's, that's okay. The cool. Name. Yeah. Um, Seemed like a popular gal. And we introduced Dewey, which yep. is a lot of people's favorite character. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Um, like I like David Arquette. I think he's mm-hmm. like a good actor, but his character always just came across as like a straight up idiot to me. Mm-hmm. And I guess it's like part of the charm, I guess. He's that lovable goofball. Yeah. That has a position of authority. So he like is intrinsic to the plot. Authority. Yeah. <laughs> Deputy. <laughs> Cause even like Nev like walks into the, the principal's office because Dewey, it's good to see you. No. <laughs> No, when I'm in uniform, it's Deputy Cox, or whatever the fuck his name is, not Dewey Cox. (laughs) Dewey Cox. It's Deputy Dewey. (laughs) I'm calling him Deputy Dewey because that's how he likes it. But yeah, the police have decided to question Sydney Prescott because she's the only person that's ever been involved in anything this crazy in her life in this town. So that, I mean, I guess that's a reason yeah. to question somebody. They did say they I were guess. questioning everyone, but yeah. I think that she, she felt like she was at like the top of she the list. She was definitely first. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, we we get into uh, like this inconsequential like post scene where mm. we have uh, Matthew Lillard's character, Stu. We have uh, Billy... Uh, Tatum and Nev, mm-hmm. um, or I guess Sydney or Sid or, or fucking Scooby what, and the gang. Yeah, 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 or Scooby no and the pun gang. Intended, Matthew. Are, are all hanging out in front of the uh, like water fixture that they have at their high school. Yeah, which is this like, is also the richest and cleanest small town in America. Every house was so nice. Mm-hmm. Everybody's and, a millionaire. We got fountains in the fucking. Like, everyone has yeah. thirty doors on their house. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
And then Randy shows up and they start talking like, you know, basic horror movie shit. Takes a oh. man to hollow somebody out. That was Stu, and yeah. that was like one of the best parts is when fucking <laughs> uh, Billy looks at him and he's like, Have s- it's called tact, you fuck rag. <laughs> <laughs> Stu out here wiping up all the cum. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you. <laughs> like, You're Scoob. not Johnny Depp. <laughs> <laughs> like, Scoob. That's how you disembowel somebody, Scoob. <laughs> That's what Monster Island should have been. <laughs> it's like Matthew Lillard playing actually the same character. I would love to see a Matthew Lillard as Shaggy, like like Blood and Honey style, <laughs> like you know what I mean, where he goes on like a like defends a town from evil by himself, like he solos. You know what I mean? That'd be amazing. It, he just solos the town. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he 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 fucking feeds the victims to his dog. <laughs> he makes his own Scooby snacks. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, we kind of jump forward to Sydney gets a call. Her dad's out of town. Mm-hmm. She fell asleep for a while, and this is the first time we get the call for mm-hmm. her because she got the call from Tatum, played by Rose McGowan, and it's like. I guess she was asleep for a couple hours, and then yeah. she was just kind of like, oh, well, I'm sorry, I'm maybe a couple minutes late, I'm on my way, da 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 I'm picking up a movie. Do you want to see a horror movie tonight? Yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite scary movie? <laughs> <laughs> the tagline of this one, though, this conversation with Ghost, Ghostface is, you'll die just like your mother. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's the big, like, oh, fuck. <laughs> it's funny that, like, Sydney didn't put A and B together throughout right. this movie. Because when we get back to school... So actually, like, any, we'll get to that in just a second. But we get back to this initial call, and it's Sydney getting chased around by Ghostface for mm-hmm. the first time, and it's almost like a scene out of like What's New Scooby Doo, where they were having the um, the the cameos from different characters, mm-hmm. and they would just run through like different walls. Like I was ready for like the Harlem Globetrotters to run out right, of the yeah, fucking, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> out of the closet. There's a part where like Sydney's chasing Ghostface. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she has the night. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course, we get bam right to the cockpit. Mm-hmm. Which, if you guys didn't know this from watching the movie or not, uh, Ghostface clearly has a penis mm-hmm. because that's his weak spot right. every time. Yeah, he gets hit in the face or in the dick every single time. <laughs> every single time. Or by a door. And he gets hit a lot. <laughs> I, th- I think the, the wording used was cock punishment. Yeah. <laughs> which is accurate. Cock stompers. Yeah. Um... And she ends up, she ends up IMing nine one one. Yeah, I didn't even know that you could do that. That, that was a function. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> My favorite part was uh, when you look at the computer and nine one one responds. It just says, "What's your emergency?" Mm-hmm. I'm like, if this motherfucker is IMing you, it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> What's your emergency? Colon close parentheses. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> so while this is happening, uh, she turns around and Ghostface is gone immediately following that Billy jumps through her window again. Right. right? Yeah. And so now the cops are on their way. There's a guy hanging out of her window and she's <laughs> like typed out that she's being chased by someone <laughs> who's not supposed to be in her home. He's so- got like a... Ghost face. Right. So Billy's ass gets arrested, like on the spot, as he should. Because like the the best part about this scene and was 
when they go in to hug each other. Mm-hmm. And even just the look in Billy's eyes should have told the audience that he is the killer. Right. Like, maybe one of two, but he is the killer. Because he goes in, he has that really awkward hug with Nev, and then the cell phone falls out mm-hmm. of his pocket. Yeah. And it's just like... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Duh. Hey, don't you mean your cellular telephone? Yeah. Oh my god, dude. The amount of times they use fucking cellular in this cellular movie, telephone. Want to throw up. Yeah. <laughs> my celly. <laughs> They're just texting T9 to each other. You gay? But it's like U G A. So now we go down to the station Again. and we have like. Not necessarily like an inconsequential scene, mm-hmm. but it just felt like, again, it was just one of those things that dragged. Mm-hmm. Like, we just didn't... I it, it was... He goes in, he says, I didn't kill anybody, and then he locks eyes with Nev Campbell, mm-hmm. and... Sheriff's De- called his dad in, and yeah, everything, yeah. And Dewey's like, Rose McGowan and Nev Campbell, you can't leave yet. He's like, she's like, you dumb bastard, they're sleeping at our house. Like... <laughs> <laughs> We and got this. They're like, oh, we'll take the side door so you don't have to deal mm-hmm. with all of the press that's going to be outside. Every time Sydney Prescott leaves the police station, something goes down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she cold cocks right. Gail Weathers. Just, <laughs> I hit him in the front. Gail's like, ah. Mm-hmm. Prescott punch. Also, like, is Gail her real name? Because, like, I always feel like you have, like, these bullshit names for weather people. Mm-hmm. Johnny Storm. <laughs> Gale Force wins. I'm Chet, you betcha. <laughs> There's that guy that worked for our weather station for a while whose name was Neil McNeil. <laughs> that's not a real name. That's that's not a McNeil name. <laughs> McReal. It was McReal. right there. God damn it. God damn it. Why do you let me do the writing? For all of these scripts that we have. I know. For fucking... <laughs> I just edit for your the shit, man. Sh- for the show. <laughs> I just correct your, your fucking grammar. That's this, what I do. This is a fully scripted show, in case you guys were wondering. Yeah. Yeah, we definitely take time to write all of our own jokes. <laughs> we definitely don't drink until noon and then just watch a movie. Right. <laughs> uh, but anyways. Did somebody actually, like, accuse us of that? Like, is that a real thing? Oh, I would hope not. Because okay, <laughs> if they did, I'd be like, god damn, dude. Yeah. Like. That's so, that's such a compliment. I know. Because <laughs> we definitely don't. I am not this fucking funny. What we what we <laughs> what we do script are our ads for Patreon. Right. Which if you guys are not a part of that right now, I would definitely make sure you check it out. Three dollars a month for all of our exclusives, including uh, interviews with people like Mark Cantu, Spencer Madison, Lynn Lowry coming up later this month, as well as a lot of other people from Wolf Hollow and a lot of really cool projects that are coming up this year especially in the indie world so if you're interested in all that and you like our content it's less than a fucking gallon of gas right now mm-hmm. unless you go to costco but like even costco is not doing great right now because mm-hmm. they lost me <laughs> <laughs> anyways back into our show i want to um, hear about costco losing you what happened oh poverty oh, okay that's <laughs> <laughs> why so i'm pandering for three dollars a month <laughs> hell yeah uh, anyways, um, salmon, uh, 
I guess the ads worked. <laughs> sure, yeah. Anyway, so we're, we're back. We finally make it back to um, Tatum's house, which I guess is also Dewey's house, because mm-hmm. I guess when you're a cop, you don't get to, like, move out. But, I mean, dude, you you make 40 k a year to get shot at, and that's now. I don't know what you made in 97, <laughs> 96, plus or minus 5, fucking 50. whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, so we get the call, you know, and we're... I'm really trying to like keep myself composed while looking at Rose McGowan in her nineties. But, mm. <laughs> but they're like, Hey, a stranger's calling. Right. And they're is like, is it my dad? <laughs> no, <laughs> he didn't say that he was your dad. Right. You should check it out. Mm. And I'm like, woman, this is your house. Right. <laughs> Can I speak to the girl that's spending the night? I'm not going to ask who's there. <laughs> <laughs> Who's yes. <laughs> Who's speaking seems like an obtuse question at this moment in time. That's the thing is like you got to progress the plot somehow, but right. the plot's already fucking progressing. You right. know what I mean? Because <laughs> who the fuck else is going to be on the phone right now? You know what I mean? What is every interaction with the phone taught us about who's calling Sydney Prescott right now? Ghostface. Ghostface killer. Ghostface. I feel like all of our promotional shit for this episode is just going to be music by Ghostface. Yeah, um, but we get we get the call. Sydney goes downstairs, and of course, like Rose is like Rose McGowan is like standing in the background, and we just get the like, "You got him in trouble, Sydney." Like <laughs> it's just kind of like, "I'm gonna fuck you to death, Sydney." <laughs> <laughs> That was great. <laughs> Gave that girl my turkey call. No, that was the putty patrol, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, that's more of like a... Okay. You just did it in reverse. You yeah, did the exact that... same thing, but backwards. Yeah, that's the putty patrol. <laughs> the turkey call is like... <laughs> I'm imagining like Super Sentai producers like recording turkeys and re- <laughs> reversing it <laughs> to overlay for the fight scenes. <laughs> Rita, <laughs> we were talking about earlier, like it just some of the sounds that Wes Craven chose to use in this movie felt like they were just in Angel Grove the whole time, and you just imagine like Goldar like stomping buildings in the background. Fuck the Power Rangers. <laughs> Woodsboro sucks. <laughs> Subscribe to PewDiePie. <laughs> he like stomps Ghostface. Yeah. That'd have been a hell of a way to end that movie. Gets mega zorted. <laughs> uh, so now, like, we're gonna jump through the school scene because there's not a lot that happens mm-hmm. here, but there are like two key scenes to me. Um, there, there's the scene that's really just funny, where like the guy's giving his turkey call with the ghost face mask yeah. through the fucking hallways. He's just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And of course, they're like, "That's not cool." Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the bathroom scene where, honestly, it's just bitches being bitches, yeah. and then Sydney gets chased out. If but, you're pooping in a high school, I guarantee you, somebody that hates you is about to walk in and start talking <laughs> shit to a mirror. I heard Sydney Prescott's mom was a whore. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Yo, I'd have gone out and bodied that bitch, dude. But like, that all happened right after the the other important scene. Where Billy comes around the corner, scares the shit out of her, which mm-hmm. makes sense. 
he she wasn't his alibi for this fucking murder. Right. And he just pops up in school behind her. It's like, oh yeah, I'm out on bail. Yeah. <laughs> Remember everybody in this town's a millionaire. <laughs> I did like the sequence um after like cause Henry comes over the thing, mm-hmm. not to like advance this too quickly or anything, but well, like let me say go, real go yeah, yeah, let yeah. me say real quick, this was another instance of why you should know that it was Billy. Right. Because they literally have the conversation where we find out that her, his Billy's dad was cheating on his mother, and that's why his mother left. Right. Like, it's all coming together mm-hmm. way too easily mm-hmm. for him to be the murderer, 100%. right? 100%. So, Hembry, who is the principal, has expelled the two students that uh, dressed as Ghostface and ran through the hallway and everything. He then decides to just cancel school altogether because he's like, this is fucking ridiculous. I know, you know? he's and, the coolest guy. And it's not like y'all aren't <laughs> all going to grow up and be millionaires anyway, so y'all ain't really have to be at school. Just buy your grades this semester. Um, he he comes outside of his office and uh, Fred the janitor is there, which is another <laughs> one of those self-referential things. Uh, da, he, da, 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 da. Wearing the Freddy, yeah, wearing the Freddy Krueger attire. His name was Fred. It was great. <laughs> He's just sitting there mopping and yeah, he like turns great. his head. But here's a here's a real deep cut on that. Okay. Since the, obviously Wes Craven was the mind behind both Scream and and Nightmare on Elm Street, could this have either, A, been Freddy Krueger's origin because he did work in a school, or B, was this character a rapist? <laughs> he certainly wasn't a janitor based on, his, based on the state of that girl's bathroom. Okay, so you're, you're talking about the Craven verse now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Exactly. Right. Hell yeah. <laughs> So does Fred the janitor win against Freddy Krueger or the other way around? Or are they the same person? Well, that's what I'm saying. Um, there can be three Spider-Mans. As we know. <laughs> Spider-Men. They all just pop into the dream world. Yeah. So actually, there are that makes technically three Freddy Kruegers because you have him, mm-hmm. you have uh, Robert England, and then you have uh, Rorschach who played him in the remake. So mm-hmm. you get all three Freddies. True. Wes... We need a Craven verse movie. Mm, break it down. <laughs> Dawn of Craven. <laughs> it just like starts off as like a normal movie, and then all you hear is Tina. <laughs> and there's like an echo behind it. <laughs> Dude, three Freddy Kruegers, you'd be dead. They're, they're yeah. doing that Marvel cinematic universe intro where all the characters are coming on screen and fading <laughs> out, but it's just Freddy Kruegers. <laughs> I don't even know who you are. It's all of the final girls coming in and out. <laughs> so we get our Freddy cameo. Yeah. The kids are gone, obviously, at this point. And then we get our kill number three. Yep. Kill number fucking three. three. Principal Himberry. Sucks. He was one of the good ones. Yeah, he got learnt today. He expelled dickheads and he released kids early for school. Go yep. home early. I don't care. <laughs> he was a great guy. <laughs> I'm not dealing with murder. Can you imagine if you just, ex- like, you could still just expel kids for being dicks in 2023? Yeah. How much less bullying would occur? The kids <laughs> you were know? like, you can't do that. Or he's like, I absolutely can. He's like dragging scissors across their necks and <laughs> saying, I fucking can. I was waiting for him I to, like, did. accidentally dome one of them. Right. <laughs> if that had happened, it would have been inconsequential to the movie if they were going to immediately kill him. So mm-hmm. that would have been fucking hot if he just, like, stabbed one of the kids in the face. Right. The other kid runs away, and then he just gets murdered by Ghostface. Henry was the third Ghostface. 
Because, well, he's doing that really weird scene yeah. where he's, like, wearing the mask. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> he was, like, being hazed by the other ghost faces. <laughs> I just want to be cool with the kids. Right, yeah. <laughs> what are the kids into these days? Murder. murder. Fucking straight up murder. This was my inconsequential scene of the movie. Oh, the I'm, blockbuster? This no, no, not even. It's the one that, like, apparently didn't even make it in your notes. It was so <laughs> inconsequential. <laughs> but... <laughs> Tatum and um, Tatum and uh, Sydney are having a conversation on somebody's porch about mm. how Sid or Tatum oh, is yeah. beginning to believe the rumors about Sydney's mom being a slut, and that's the entire scene. <laughs> and then Ghostface is just in the background in the woods. <laughs> I guess that was like their Halloween moment. He's he's under the chair tying her shoelaces together like V. <laughs> Flicking a cigar. <laughs> but honestly, this next scene is like equivocally inconsequential because yeah. they're like at the blockbuster or whatever. Uh, I had a movie gallery mm -hmm. growing up, um, which I think was like the third string. Great horror movie mm -hmm. selection. Fucking great B tier bullshit at, uh, out of that store. Um, then we had um, this because what's his name? Um, Randy. <laughs> Worked there. Yeah. And he gets into fucking Stu's face and he's just like, don't you think that's a little in poor taste that you would be a murder suspect, but then you're hanging out in the horror realm? And I'm just like, I, I guess. I guess. It looked like he was flirting with some girls. That were me. like 12. Yeah. <laughs> don't you think that's in bad taste? Right. <laughs> you're like 30. <laughs> she literally has reptar on her bib. What are you doing? <laughs> The Reptar rap starts playing. <laughs> I am Reptar the Green Dinosaur! <laughs> the 90s were a memorial. I guess. Fuck it. And then we have... Um, he still gets invited to the party, right? Mm. Like, they still... Uh, Stu still invites Randy, even though, like, Randy's getting, After they like, take turns flicking his earlobe. <laughs> yeah. Matthew Lillard... I love his performance that in this movie. That made my earlobe bitch. <laughs> he gets like weirdly sexual in a yeah. lot of this movie. Like between like scenes like scenes mm -hmm. like this with Randy and then like uh, later on when he just like puts his head on Billy's shoulder mm -hmm. from behind him. I was waiting for him to like start nuzzling. Mm -hmm. like, like smell his earlobe. Breathe into it for a minute. Nobody named Stu is completely straight. <laughs> just throwing that out there. <laughs> That's true, because Stu does not spell straight. <laughs> we actually kind of jumped to the party at this point, right? Yeah, because the idea here is that the town's in a curfew. This was the sequence you were talking about at the beginning where They're you just, just see, you see a woman like pack her picnic up and pick her baby up and leave. Mm -hmm. And you see like four other people do that and ten businesses put a sign on their door that all says closed <laughs> due to curfew. Again, it's at 3 p.m. for some reason. I don't know why you wouldn't just work the rest of your day, but it doesn't when matter. When Ghostface was literally in the general store in broad yeah. daylight right. earlier. Right. <laughs> um, and the idea here is that everybody that's in high school is going to go to, uh, was it? Whose house was it? Stu's house? It was Stu's house. Stu's yeah, house. Yeah, yeah. Okay, another fucking mansion, like three-story fucking windows for walls. are going to be so mad, man. <laughs> but everybody's going to get drunk and watch horror movies. Because yeah. this is what everybody does when they watch horror movies. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's again, meta. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, I took that personally. Notably, uh, Deputy Dewey drops um, Sidney and Tatum off mm -hmm. with beer that he 
probably bought for them. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) And then you see the fucking, like, Action News Now truck come around the corner because, like, Gail's fucking here. Again, anywhere that Sidney Prescott goes, the news has to be there, I guess. (laughs) Following the case. It was was so... It it was funny to me. Because we actually just found out that the calls were coming from Neil Prescott, which is Sidney's dad. Yeah. Um, So now we're, like, at the party... And there's this weird metaverse that's spinning right now. Mm-hmm. And then I think while the party's going on, um, they actually find Neil's car, right? Was that Courtney Cox or was that? Yeah, that was um, that was Randy, I think. That found oh, that. Yeah, yeah. okay. I think it was Randy. Because, yeah, there's a, I mean, there's a couple of things that like, who wants to watch fucking Evil Dead? Who wants to watch Hellraiser? (laughs) (laughs) That's how I know it's not a party for me. Like I said earlier, if it was Hellraiser 2, we'd be looking at a little more competition. And depending on how many times I had seen Evil Dead that week. Right. (laughs) I don't know that he finds the car just yet. Right, because first we have to have... Rose McGowan's like going out to get more beer right. at the party because mm-hmm. we're going over the rules, right? The six uh, rules of surviving a horror movie. I see pride. I see power. I see a badass mother. <laughs> but it was really him saying like, "Hey, if you have sex, you die. If you have drugs food and drugs, you die. <laughs> um, if you're me, you might live." Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And then that sweet, sweet. If you ever say be right back. <laughs> if you say be right back. And that was my favorite yeah. line from uh, Stu the whole time. Because while while Randy is like explaining the rules, he goes, hey, Randy, do you want another beer? He's like, yeah, absolutely. Go ahead. And he just, I'll be right back. <laughs> he just like kind of fades into the kitchen. And everybody goes, what? <laughs> Randy looks stupid. And Randy's like, ah, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> I see what you did yeah. there. Time we have Billy who is bringing Nev upstairs in attempts to blow her back out, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, so in the meantime, we also have Rose McGowan going to get beer from the fridge outside the garage fridge, which is yeah. where the beer, the good beer, is. And this was just like a battle royale between her and Ghostface, mm-hmm. like she put up a good fight. And then she died because she was dumb. She kind of killed herself. Like, <laughs> Only I, I could beat me. Right. I think that's one of those things that you die and you go to heaven. God's like, that was technically suicide. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to go back down. Uh, I'm so sorry. The answer was Mormon. <laughs> Mormon. Because, <laughs> like, they have, again, like, he gets a couple good shots to the cockpit. Mm-hmm. He gets taken down by a freezer door. Yeah, the freezer door was my favorite because that was the wombo combo. She starts throwing beer at his face and his balls like alternating you know <laughs> i wish he had like kind of slipped more like in the beer and just like whoa <laughs> yeah and yeah she's trying to climb out by the way rose mcgowan's pokies in this scene were just like because it wasn't in the rest of the movie it was just in the scene she literally opens the door and i swear to god she casts shadows across her shirt <laughs> it's an areola not a helipad god damn so but that was the first thing you see too, because it's just dead center. And I think this is when they were talking about like tit scenes. Lighting is movie, key, right? <laughs> and she comes around. And it's like I mean, we basically saw her tits. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> so she's trying to crawl out, and she gets of the cat door. And like her body is in about four different positions mm-hmm. throughout what we see her in in this, and she like crawls through the cat door. Yeah. 
And it's like, when we see her get stuck, she's got half her torso out. Mm -hmm. When we see her later, it's just her neck Mm -hmm. that's through. And I was like, girl, you'd have dropped out of that bitch if you had (laughs) (laughs) Just lean forward. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know that a garage opener could actually kill you. I don't know either. That was, I was thinking about that because I, I, I was like, no, there's safety regulations on that, right? Like yeah. there's motion sensors and things, right? And I was like, I don't know if they existed in 96. <laughs> <laughs> I'm that old. I just don't think that it has enough force to crush a body. I don't pulling, know that it would uh, lift, yeah. lift a body. That would be my first guess, yeah. <laughs> but I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, they were certainly rich enough to order the strong garage door. Four. Kill, Kill number, number four. four. Kill number fucking four. Tatum mm-hmm. via Garage Lee. <laughs> <laughs> it's like all I could think of was that fucking scene from Pineapple Express where it's like, you have to use a fake name. He looks around. Garage Lee. <laughs> <laughs> I was having a flashback to French class. We were trying to like form sentences in like French mm-hmm. number one or whatever. I was like, hey. How do you say garage in French? And my teacher goes, garage. <laughs> I was like, all right. Garage. <laughs> right. Garage. Get, get all shit. I got laughed at. So now we start hearing Return of the Mac mm-hmm. playing. <laughs> That's six seconds. Because <laughs> um, we have ne- like now we're bouncing back and forth. Uh between the movie that's going on downstairs with Randy and a bunch of inconsequential characters and Nev Campbell. They hung Hembry from the goalpost on the football field. <laughs> oh, shit! We gotta go see him before they take him down! I was like, also, again... Degenerates. Yeah, Hembry was a great dude! Right. I refuse to believe everybody didn't love him. He even came over the intercom and said, don't forget your principal loves you. Have a good day. I refuse to believe that people hated this man. I just imagine those DJs like sitting on like, because we've all been to like the high school football field, how it has those chain links around the outside. Mm-hmm. They're just like sitting there cracking cold ones and just right. like. <laughs> and maybe you're right. Cause like going back to what you were saying about finding the car, this is where my notes are. And it does say Dewey and Gail find the car. Okay. So I think you were right. I don't know what I was thinking about Randy in that moment. Yeah, well, I know that they had already snuck the camera in because mm-hmm. Dewey came in with Gail and Gail was like, she just hit a camcorder mm-hmm. with a receiver that was sitting on top of the TV. You gotta find a story. You can't make me believe that, well, no, you just can't make me believe that none of these kids saw the recorder that was sitting on top of the TV that they were watching. <laughs> right, yeah. I mean, I get that you're like drunk, but you know. Yeah. Maybe. I, I don't, guess. I don't what know. What were you drinking? Natty Ice? Yeah. Did that even exist in 97? Maybe. It had to. Yeah. It tastes like the 90s. Water! <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> that shit tastes like cool water by Davidoff. <laughs> um, so then we kind of cut back after everybody leaves back to the bedroom scene between Billy and Nev Campbell. And... I keep, I keep breaking the immersion of like saying one of the actors names and then refer to the other person as their character. I just don't. Yeah, I can't do it. <laughs> I have a hard time with one name. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, so Sydney and Billy just got done with their return of the Mac. Return of the Mac. 
And well, I guess it's not a return. I think it's actually just the first time. Yeah. So it's more like feels like the first time. Right. Right. And then it's like afterwards, it's closer to if I could turn back time. Cause, Cause, the whole thing is Cause like you fucked a murderer. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Sex is gonna be weird for Sydney forever. <laughs> but yeah, because like part of the tension building up was like, it, I guess this was like kind of like the motive. Maybe Sydney won't fuck me. I can't kill her until she fucks me. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that was part of the plan. Maybe. Do you think that that was Stu that was trying to kill her the first time? Then. Probably. Or, like, were Stu and Billy both there? I think they both probably would have fucked Sydney if she wanted to. <laughs> Your mother was a whore with a fat ass. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think it's a toss-up. But, you know, yeah. they Marvin Gaye and got it on. Mm-hmm. And then they... He was... he. There's a, this scene where Billy's, like, sitting on the ground and... I don't know. Getting dressed. Yeah, I guess Sydney's, like, clipping her toenails on the bed or something right. weird like that. <laughs> And he's like, you don't still think it was me, do you? And she's like, no, of course not. And Billy has this look in his eye mm-hmm. the entire movie. And they tried to, and they actually made a reference to it um, with Randy about the red herring. Mm-hmm. Where it was like, we all know that Sydney's dad's the red herring. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, we do. We do. Yeah. <laughs> so he like... Ghostface kicks the fuck one of the ghost face mm-hmm. kick the door in. We are led to believe that Billy has been stabbed the shit out of. Because we just see the ah, 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 ah. And like, if you get stabbed like five times in your gut, in the, yeah. you're not standing. Mm-hmm. He like hits the ground. He's like, what does he say? Like, run. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sydney. Uh-huh. <laughs> so she escapes through the window. She falls onto the boat that has its cover on it, which I guess yeah. is padded, so you wouldn't like. Because otherwise, you would snap your fucking spine. Right? Yeah, you wouldn't like get the air knocked out of your lungs with the shock <laughs> absorption. Maybe I don't know. I've never, you know, been in this scenario. <laughs> I've never jumped into a padded boat. So. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Again, they had so much fucking money. I actively try to avoid falling off of roofs. <laughs> so she's running away, and now we have... Uh, she gets to the van. Right. So that's actually probably where uh, Courtney Cox and Dewey are right now. They are um, currently laying in a ditch because they are about to find the car. Because yeah. the kids that are going to see Hembry's fucking corpse hanging from a goalpost have like <laughs> almost killed them. They're all high-fiving <laughs> right. on the way out. Yeah, because um, this is where Sydney is hanging out with Cam- Cameron One guy, I guess, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she's like, um, we got to get out of here. He's like, look on the camera, it's Ghostface. He's like creeping up behind Billy. <laughs> Billy's alone watching the movie and everything. Um, and then camera guy has the realization. He looks like through the front door that's open. He goes, oh shit, there's a 30 second delay on this. That kid's dead. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Instead, like you see Ghostface like almost moonwalk mm-hmm. back yeah. out of the room. <laughs> and no, you're right. Because this is where Courtney Cox shows up. Because uh, kill number fucking five happens. Kill number fucking five right. van guy. Kenny. Voyeur. Voyeur. <laughs> Voyeur. How do you say voyeur in French? Voyeur. <laughs> um, and, yeah. and it was it was just so funny because like he just gets his fucking throat released. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, he says something to the effect of like, man. <laughs> right. <laughs> that like Sydney's already in. So she, Sydney like goes to slam the, the side door of the mm-hmm. panel van 
And, like, I don't know if there was, like, a window that was open or something, but, like, Ghostface just, like, puts his hand in it and he's trying to, like, open mm-hmm. the van door. It's his third weakness, or door locks. <laughs> it's just doors. Yeah. Do- doors <laughs> and cockpit shots cool. are, like, the, the weaknesses yeah. of Ghostface. <laughs> because according to Stu, it can only be perpetrated by a man. Right. <laughs> only a man can hollow a person out. That is a direct quote. Only a man can muddle those guts. (laughs) (laughs) Williamson wrote it, not me. Yeah, that's real shit. Um, So she's like frantically climbing underneath like this little square that's cut out between the two seats of the front panel of the van. (laughs) And I guess she just kind of like gets out, right? Right. Yeah. And like you see Ghostface get fucking stuck in the thing. He's like, yeah. He, he hits his fist on the floor of the van and it's like, God fucking damn it. Right. You know? And so Sydney escapes and she runs across like one of the many farm properties of this area or whatever mm-hmm. and like circles back weirdly. But it's enough time for Gail and Dewey to arrive mm-hmm. and Gail finds like the trail of blood and everything next to her van. So she decides to get in the van and fucking get the hell out of here. And when she like hits her brakes, <laughs> Kenny's body <laughs> slides down the windshield and she screams. She's like, get off the windshield kenny <laughs> she was so mean to kenny this like entire fucking movie she called him a lard ass earlier yeah. like, <laughs> um and of course like she or sydney was making her escape mm-hmm. at the time and she sees the van coming and gail doesn't see her even right. though like She's standing in the road. Yeah, it's fucking nineties lights, dude. Yeah. Like you could you can see somebody from forty five fucking feet away. Yeah. <laughs> and of course she's like, Oh fuck, I can't kill Sydney and fucking runs off the road. <laughs> That's my plot device. <laughs> she goes into the ravine for like five minutes before she hits a tree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Again, farmland. Yeah. <laughs> like she she had enough time to just break, mm-hmm. honestly. Right. <laughs> And of course, now we have um, her kind of making her way back to the house. And uh, Sydney makes it to the front step. She acquires a gun. Mm-hmm. And we have Stu and Randy that are now running up to the door. They're mm-hmm. like, this person's ghost face. The other one's like, no, you're ghost face. No, you. No, you. Because at this point, Dewey has been stabbed. He was in the house investigating yeah. and everything. So, yeah. And so it's, it's again that, like, you know, kind of moment, you know what I mean? And she goes, uh, actually, fuck both of you guys and just closes the door and locks it, right? Mm-hmm. But as it turns out, Billy has not been stabbed to death. He is still fucking mm-hmm. alive. He, like, rolls down the stairs, which that looked like it fucking hurt. Those yeah, are like, <laughs> those are like mahogany stairs. <laughs> that was a, like, four thousand dollar (laughs) concussion so he gets to the bottom and like for some reason he's just like sydney you gotta give me the gun she's like okay boyfriend (laughs) okay dad (laughs) (laughs) i just took your load here's a gun (laughs) right yeah i I guess when you're intimate like that you just have to have that level of like me this is also loaded So he opens the door and uh, we let in Randy, mm-hmm. right? Stu doesn't quite make it in. Because mm-hmm. Stu's not on the front porch anymore. Yeah. Ooh, be oh, right, right back. back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> they let Randy in and Randy's like, Stu's lost his fucking mind. And he goes, <laughs> Billy goes, uh, 
everyone goes a little mad sometimes. Because <laughs> he was quoting uh, Psycho. They're right. And yeah, fucking yeah. Put, puts a shell in fucking uh, Randy's left arm. Uh-huh, no, right, right arm. arm right mm-hmm. arm. Because it was completely non-lethal. Right. And I was really hoping he was a character that was going to die the first mm-hmm. time I watched this movie. I'm not, not going to lie. You look killable. That's what I'm saying. It's like if you're trying to turn all the tropes on its head, you should probably kill the guy who knows all the tropes. <laughs> you don't just get to have like Ned's declassified survival yeah, guide yeah, yeah. for a horror movie right. and you just get to live. And have a like beat upable face. <laughs> he definitely looked like a more like beat up a bull version of Seth Green. Yeah. <laughs> Who I thought this was in the movie for the longest time. I definitely thought that was Seth Green. But now everything's kind of coming to fruition, mm-hmm. right? Now that we see Billy fucking put a bullet right. <laughs> in Randy. <laughs> like mercilessly, no hesitation. Yeah. He's next kind of vibes, right? Well, he was like, he licks some, like, uh, Billy licked some of the blood off of his shirt mm-hmm. and he was just like it's corn syrup the same stuff they use to make pig's blood and carry <laughs> and it was funny because I just uh, we just did a photo shoot for our short film coming out which if you haven't checked out our page on Instagram yet that's uh, Ember the short film uh, or short or Ember short film it's very horror inducing mm-hmm. I don't want to give any of the spoilers away yet we're going to have an episode where we bring on some of the cast and crew for that. That'll cool. be Eric's time to shine as the commentator that whole time mm-hmm. because I probably won't even talk that much, honestly, yeah. which will be a nice reprieve for everybody. <laughs> so Randy has been shot, and this is the point of the big reveal, right? Not only is Ghostface obviously Billy, but it's clear that it's our other boy, too, right? We got a good old-fashioned tag yeah, team yeah, going yeah. on the yeah, whole yeah, time. Yeah. There are multiple killers. There are multiple <laughs> ghost faces. <laughs> It was the ghosts we found along the way. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine them like high fiving after like these kills like earlier in the movie. And they but... verbally do, man. They get start <laughs> bouncing back and forth because they're holding Sydney kind of hostage in her kitchen, right? Mm-hmm. They have her dad. <laughs> they start talking about we framed cotton. What would the police think if we had this perfect crime? Your mom's would... a slut. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Your the... mom fucked my dad. Yeah, yeah. And they start taking turns like stabbing each other to complete the setup job right yeah yeah and now we're looking into like how we're going to do the murder suicide but yeah. the thing too is like and i don't know if like this is something that they could necessarily do in the 90s or not but i feel like you could test someone's mouth for the adhesive you know what i mean like because sydney's dad is like bound in duct tape right because which was which is like really crude like i get that it's effective and shit but like i I don't know man i just feel like they just take a swab across his mouth and they're like huh so before he stabbed his daughter to death and shot himself in the face he put duct tape on his mouth Mm -hmm. (laughs) woodsboro (laughs) pd at it again detective dewey the Dewey Cox story. The Dewey Cox story. <laughs> so um, this is the point where uh, Matthew Lillard's character has like kind of like not kind of but completely gone off the deep end. I mean, mm-hmm. he it, the the shit is like, uh, hey man, there's a problem, man. The gun's <laughs> missing, man. You know what I mean? And it's it's fucking funny. And it turns they've already out, stabbed each other a couple times yeah, at this point. I know. He's I like, know. Mr. Stark, I don't feel so good, the, man. He's losing a lot of blood. <laughs> Billy went a little 
too deep, which has always been like one of those things for me where I wonder if Billy's intention was to kill Stu. I think it was. Yeah, yeah. I totally, yeah, I totally yeah. get behind that theory. Yeah, he his his intention was to be the sole survivor and to take the 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 perma mantle of the ghost space <laughs> killer, right? But Gail has the gun, right? Mm-hmm. And she comes in and kind of intervenes, right? Mm-hmm. It's the, uh, we were waiting for like a really good weather pun to happen yeah. that just like <laughs> never came. Like, yeah. bringing you the storm front. <laughs> oh, dude, it's right there. She could have kicked in the door and been like, gale force. <laughs> <laughs> I came to rain. <laughs> Was she already in Friends by this point? I yes. feel like she was. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I never watched mm-hmm. Friends because that show's bad, so yeah. I wasn't like a hundred percent sure what that time scale was like. Right. <laughs> yeah, she was um ninety-six, actually, I'm thinking about it. I feel like I, I don't know, I was five, so I wasn't able to ascertain what I was looking at on TV when I was five, I think. I don't think there was much to yeah. dive into. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I but think it, it's perfect for a five-year-old. But, but uh, she sends a slug through, again, the right shoulder of Billy. Is that right? Do I have that right? Yes. She shoots Billy in mm-hmm. the the right side of the shoulder. And while this is going down, uh, Billy, like, falcon kicks her back out the window, <laughs> like, down the Oh, porch. she didn't shoot him because the safety was on. Oh, that's right. That's because right. Because she's right. a moron. Yeah, yeah. So she ends up on her back outside. Um, not on top like, of Dewey. On the porch on top of Dewey, right? But in the, in the midst of all this, Sydney has escaped. Um, and Stu's like... She's gone, man. <laughs> There's a problem, man. We lost Sydney, man. And the phone rings, right? Mm-hmm. And so the uh, one of them, I, I guess it's Billy, picks up the phone, and you hear the, uh, you know, like, ah, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna spread your cheeks, motherfucker. That's what you sound like, fucker. <laughs> Because I guess she got yeah. a hold of the voice I box. I know she too. had the, she had the wherewithal to take that moment in a life and death situation to grab something that she could employ to fuck with these guys too, which is why she's the final girl of final girls, right? Yeah. It's and, that because she actually dons the mask, right? right? Yeah, so yeah. we have uh, fucking Billy is now going on a murderous rampage through this house. Mm. My favorite part of this scene, too, is, like, Stu picks up the phone for, like, how... He goes, should we answer it? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's for you. Hey, man, are you really going to call the police? <laughs> My parents are going to be so mad. Right. <laughs> and Billy just takes the phone and, like, clocks him in the back of the head right. with it. He goes, ow, man, you hit me with the phone. <laughs> I was in it fucking was great. tears. It was great. I was in fucking tears with Matthew Lillard yeah, in this scene. It's that slapstick shit that we love in slashers. <laughs> it's necessary. I'm telling you, that shit's got to be in there. I think it gave that springboard for Billy to be acting off of. Because like you were saying earlier, like was his intention to kill literally mm-hmm. everyone. Right. Because this dude is a complete fucking he, psychopath. He, yeah, and he reads like the kind of person that would groom a sidekick too. Sure. In the form of Stu. And just be like, hey man... I'm not going to kill you, but we got to kill everybody, you know? (laughs) (laughs) They kill Stu's parents when they get home, too. (laughs) That's going to make him so mad. (laughs) My parents hate being killed, man. (laughs) So now Stu's pretty much just, like, bleeding out on the floor. He's been stabbed so many fucking times. Yeah. Um, And I think we're now at the point where Billy is... He's chased the other ghost face around the house for a minute. It's back to that Scooby Doo thing. That right. so, 
So, so as it turns out, he uh, picks the gun up, uh, but he to chase her around the house and try and find her. Sydney like Spartan kicks the fucking closet door mm-hmm. open and stabs him in the shoulder with the fucking umbrella. It was very like penguin esque. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you like took the penguin and just stretched him out, mm-hmm. that's what she looked like in that fucking. And we've got to talk about the fact that Stu gets engaged at one point or another, and we make it to the living room and we drop a television on his face. So I guess we'll go ahead and mark that kill number six people. Yeah. Kill number fucking six. Stu, there are theories that there, that Stu is going to come back in six. Nice. And if that's, if that's the case, I'm done. Mm-hmm. Like I'm already kind of done mm-hmm. with this franchise. I've heard the newer iterations are good, but it's one of those things where I don't know if I'm ready for that. And if Stu comes back, that's almost a slap in the face. Yeah, right. That that was literal skull crushing death. Mm. Yeah. Complimented by shock death. Like right. his heart stopped. And if we want to be the kind of bastards that are going to apply logic to a horror movie, that was probably three or four pints of blood that he lost <laughs> before the fact that he got electrocuted in the face by a TV that crushed his skull. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty sure like him just like seizing on the ground was just a body reaction to the electricity yeah. and not him freaking mm-hmm. out because he's dead. He's been dead for <laughs> 10 minutes. <laughs> what was it in a uh, fucking uh, fight club? It's like nine pints of blood you can lose before you start to throw up. Something like that. Or something like mm-hmm. that or get start getting like really fucking ill. This dude has been... They stabbed him like three times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And one of them was definitely like the internal factor. Yeah. It, it wasn't just like, I'm going to poke you in the back about an inch. It's just you a know? flick of the wrist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it's bloody Osa. <laughs> Not bloody Osa. <laughs> um, so now we have like... The, the sun is finally setting on the Citadel. Like, right, right, right. Billy has gotten his ass handed to him mm-hmm. by Sydney, just completely bodied. Which I think, like, looking back at it now, and I don't think I realized this when I was younger. When Stu makes that comment, when they're all sitting around the uh, water fixture that they have at the high school, mm-hmm. was... When he says that only men could do that, and it's really <laughs> funny that the end of the movie is Sydney technically being in that role. The like, damnable irony yeah. of it all. Yes. <laughs> and then we have Randy who gets up. He's like, no, I'm fine. <laughs> oh, I thought you were dead. No. <laughs> They're like standing with Gail. And he, she, I follow the six rules. <laughs> I'm a virgin. <laughs> right. I only had one beer today. Right. And he's like, wait. The killer always comes back for one more. Billy just goes, ah, just like the immediate dome to the face. Right. Four. Kill, kill number, number seven. Fucking seven. Kill number fucking seven. Not in my movie. <laughs> Not in my movie. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for them to drop like a lethal weapon line. Like it's just been revoked. <laughs> right. I'll have what she's having. <laughs> <laughs> just totally change the dynamic of the fucking movie. Yeah. Um, and then dad comes out of the closet. It took him long enough. Right. <laughs> that was actually why her mom was cheating on him the whole time yeah. with all these other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he, yeah, was... he was bound and gagged now, in the closet. I, now I'm in the closet, too. <laughs> uh, and then Gail realizes that she has the story of the century, mm-hmm. and we're starting to get like that classic 90s where it's like, yeah, you get yeah. that pan out. And you see the sun starting to rise over like the mountains of Woodsboro or wherever the fuck Woodsboro mm-hmm. actually mm-hmm. is. 
You can hear the soft. California. <laughs> Vermont, California. And then we go into the shittiest, like, textile that I, like, real, or text style mm-hmm. that I really hate for the font <laughs> at the end of the You're movie. not anti cotton, are you? <laughs> <laughs> Burn the cotton factories. <laughs> But yeah, that was Scream. That was Scream. That was uh, really one from uh, one from the cellar. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, let's just jump into trifectas, I guess. I mean, I feel yeah. like this, for me, is a six and a half on a bad day and probably a seven on, on a normal to a better sure. day. Um, and the reason I say that, not only does it stand on its own as like one of the most influential slashers of all time, mm-hmm. there wasn't, it's not that there were like bad movies coming out in the mid to late nineties. It's just, there weren't a whole lot of like heavy punches being thrown mm-hmm. like there were in the late seventies and eighties. Yeah. Right. Um, and so for this to kind of reintroduce another generation of kids to this genre or this subgenre, I feel like it had to do exactly what it did. Be incredibly self-referential, um, hit a lot of classic tropes and things like that, mm-hmm. but also introduce a villain that is um, interesting in the sense that there's pure madness involved. It's pure murder, right? Yeah. Um, but it also could, in theory, be anybody. They're already establishing that the mantle is what you make of it. Right. You know what I mean? It's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not just. Freddy Krueger, an yeah. entity. You know what I mean. Anybody can pick I this up and be this guy. Something else. Yeah. And in terms of recommending this to anybody, um, I think everyone that's a horror film should see this at least once, just to have it in your back pocket. It's kind of in mm-hmm. that, like you know, um, one flew over the cuckoo's nest kind of territory yeah, for me. Absolutely. You know, it's just a classic movie. You got to see it. So yeah. Would you watch it again? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think I give this movie. Uh, Probably like a six point seven five. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost there for me. Um, I think one of the some of the bigger I'll go into the bigger issues that I had with this movie first before I get into what I really liked about it. Um, first of all, I think I will I will predicate that with this movie is an amazing ground zero for a franchise. Mm-hmm. But there are subsequent films that come after it that are better movies, right. and that's already a weird thing to say for a lot of sequels out there. And I think the the issue that I have with this is, for, especially for it being a slasher movie, it is inherently too long. There is so like, and I know we watched like thirty minutes of fucking ads, forty minutes, 40, <laughs> forty minutes of fucking ads. But I mean, you could have shaved this down to ninety minutes, like of that. Course. You know, yep. it, it was not that was not an insurmountable mountain to cross. Mm-hmm. One of my bigger things was there was nothing fear inducing about it, and I'll tell you why because Ghostface. Was always like, in, whether it be Stu's iteration or Billy's iteration, was kind of an idiot. Mm-hmm. And like, <laughs> my man was like a tumbling professional. Like he's falling over Rose McGowan. My man got more shots to the cockpit than anyone I've ever seen. A hundred percent. And what it reminded me of was that fight in Star Wars Episode Three, where Yoda's just tossing Darth Sidious around his like yeah. office. You know, <laughs> he's like falling in his chair backwards, and his legs are kicked up. Rose McGowan died because her character is dumb. Not right. <laughs> like, she's trying to crawl out of a fucking cat door. Yeah. And she had just, like, t- thrown a TV on top of the motherfucker. Right. When he got, <laughs> when he got bodied by a freezer door. <laughs> you know what I mean? I like, 
There, there was just this some... is a human with a health bar. He can't be killed. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it, it, there's just not a lot there for. I'm also not the biggest Ghostface fan, like a lot of people sure. are. I, I get why it's engaging because there's always like in every Scream movie, it's like who is the Ghostface, mm-hmm. and I think it follows the mystery a lot more than it does a lot of horror that I enjoy. Again, what I do like is like how self-referential it is, how mm-hmm. self-aware the movie is. I think it's a lot of fun. I think uh, the for me the first time I watched this, I could tell that Billy was right. was Ghostface regardless. <laughs> right. I did not know that Stu was going to be in the picture too. So that was at least fun and like it was very intuitive. And I like that they took some liberties with changing some of those rules. Like Sydney is not a virgin at the end of this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's still the final girl. Mm-hmm. So it was nice to see like some of those tropes kind of get turned on its head. It's also why I thought Randy was going to fucking die. Like, sure. yeah. <laughs> I, no, Mr. Ghostface, I want to make it to the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to be at work tomorrow. <laughs> um, I would say, I would definitely recommend this to anybody who hasn't seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably wouldn't watch it again. Especially on Pluto. Especially on Pluto. Yeah. Uh, Pluto, if you're listening right now, go fuck yourself. You wish you were Tubi. <laughs> I don't even want your sponsorship. Because then people would have to listen to us talk for 40 fucking minutes mm-hmm. in a movie. Because there would have been 19 ad breaks at this point. <laughs> I mean, I want you to think about 40 minutes of ad breaks, right? If every ad break is two minutes long, that's 20 commercial breaks during the film. And you know what I'm saying? Like every it's like, five minutes. <laughs> right. I was like, Jesus Christ, man. I'm, all I'm saying is if Tubi manages, and I've seen them have the same movies that you have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I don't know. And we're talking. Congrats on getting all five Rocky movies. We're talking I about guess. a movie that's going to be turning 30 in the next four years. Right. Oh, you know God. what I mean? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> And we had to watch 40 minutes of ads for that. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) um, But anyways, do you have any final thoughts on this movie? I don't think so. I think I got it all out of my system. I'll be honest. Yeah. I think that, again, I think this is a good movie. I think it's worth a a spin. But, you know, I think our Patreon's better than Mm -hmm. this movie is. Mm -hmm. It's also Mm -hmm. cheaper than a gallon of gas. Mm -hmm. I think we already did our plugs this episode, but I don't really give a shit. Sure. Um, Because Lord knows we need money. Mm Mm-hmm. And thank you for our patrons that are already part of it. And thank everybody. Uh, 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 what do you want me to say? Oh, I thought you were just going to say something. Oh, no. You always breathe like you're going to say something. <laughs> I'll breathe better. <laughs> I'll breathe better next time. I promise I'll work on my breathing. All right, everybody. Well, thank you so much for joining us on another edition of Under the Floorboards, where it creaks and cracks, and we laugh at the creatures that go bump in the night. <laughs>